0: welcome back in my question today is when did people first formally start exercising so we got to do a little history deep dive so buckle in and we're gonna take a trip down memory lane so first documented exercise ancient egypt 3100 bc and these were all basically basically all these ancient civilizations they did it As a form of, uh, it was like a form of like work basically. So, Hmm. or how it was used, like hunting was exercise, rowing, you had to transport yourself, Uh, archery, wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, wrestling. Like these these were their versions of sport, predominantly. And then Hmm. later in there, they started to kind of move into like gymnastics and dance as a form of exercise. But they and they also did have a little bit of ball sports, so handball soccer, stuff like that. So, and there's kind of a lull. And then uh, 8th through 4th century E was when the Greeks really started to ramp it up, specifically running here. So the Greeks kind of pioneered running um, in, like, long distances, and it was formally for uh, military training. So that's how they would have their soldiers build endurance, as they would start to do structured running. Um, and then, obviously, you know the Greeks um, are the first ones to put, you know, celebrate uh, physical achievement through the Olympics in uh, the eighth century BC as well. So, running and like formal e- like exercises competition has been around for you know what did I guess math wise, but about twenty eight hundred years, twenty something like that. Sheesh. So a long time. Um, so fast forward to. Where does that exist for like our modern kind of era? so as it exists for, let's say, the American uh, experience? So 16 and 1700s, the focus was swimming, hunting, farming as the means of physical exercise. It wasn't structured. Um, but the only f- structured form of exercises they would do were uh, boxing hmm. and wrestling. So it was more like combat sports, yeah. um, as a means of uh, basically like mimic war. Yeah, that It was training sense. You know, for hand-to-hand combat. There was no guns. I don't know when guns were invented, but um, this is not a guns Time. after dark podcast.
1: <laughs> Time for a different podcast.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so that was the kind of 1600s, 1700s. 1800s, when the Industrial Revolution rolled around, people got a lot more sedentary. So we had to start thinking more deliberately about how do you get exercise because job, machines started to do the jobs of physical work hmm. that people didn't have to do. So during the eighteen hundreds is when really in America. So like eighteen forties is when the YMCA came around, and that was kind of the first um, established um, like focus on health fitness uh, in America. So uh, that was the fir- I guess the, technically the first organization to promote physical fitness as an organization as a whole. So um, and also in the eighteen hundreds, uh, they travel started to become more common and longer distances, so people used like trains and things like that mm-hmm. initially, but that's also when the bicycle came into play mm-hmm. as a form of transportation, so a lot of people got cardiovascular exercises, exercise through uh, biking um, as a mode of transportation. In the 1900s, sports started to pick up, so an exercise became much more about training for a sport, so there's a lot more specificity uh and that's also right when the olympic games started to kick back up so right around the turn of the century like late 1890s is when the olympics came back online and in 1906 teddy roosevelt put the first gym in the white house so like right around the 1900s is when exercise started to move into the form that it is now and again largely because of the industrial revolution and not being forced to get your physical activity because you never had to worry about physical Mm -hmm. activity you'd have to worry about being overweight Because you moved so much, you had to honestly worry about, are you getting enough food in? Yeah. It's only a modern uh, issue, a modern developed world issue that you have to worry about your weight and your physical activity, because otherwise, if you just sat, I mean, think about any other country you live in, non-developed, if you just sat and didn't do anything all day, you would be an outcast or dead, probably, right? Like, you wouldn't get, nothing's going to be handed to you. There's No. no, you know, government assistance or whatever, so... As we move through the 1900s, 1930s, Jack LaLanne comes on the scene. First health club, 1930s, mm-hmm. Jack LaLanne legend, obviously. Um, through the 50s, Dwight Eisenhower put together the Presidential Council on Fitness, so the government started to get involved. Um, and this was like post World War II, mm-hmm. so you got to think. So this is about 10 years post World War II. Soldiers are home. You know, you're looking at you know the industrialized world. People are getting out of shape. If another war were to roll around, oh. are you prepared or not? So likely that's what Dwight Eisenhower, who was a general in the army, became president, was likely putting something like that in place. Because it was the president's council on youth fitness specifically. Mm-hmm. So focusing on if we have to go to war again, what kind of people are we sending to the game, more or less. So yeah. that was, and I guess maybe that's a theme of, of what I went down the rabbit hole of. The exercise was uh, was like a, a necessity we look at exercises like self-care now and like mm-hmm. take care of yourself and do right but but before it was like this was a necessity and it was be, it was as much as like you know you needed to like clean and do chores it's like you needed to exercise because otherwise you were going to be capable of doing what you were going to be asked to do i mean if
1: you look at back way back when the gym classes are so different yeah. compared to now
0: Yep. Yeah. And that would even be, and that was probably something I would imagine around the 50s when Eisenhower did the Council on Fitness is yeah. when schools probably started to also pick up. So that's when you, like, got, like, bureaucracy starting to get in the mix of, like, we need to make sure we're getting people fit. Yeah. For whatever reason. I mean, likely it's not, like, just because we're good and we want people, probably because we need, like, you know, soldiers to ship mm-hmm. out, you know, that are that are beasts, so... Yeah. Um, So 60s and 70s is really where the fitness industry started to become, you know, what it is today. Mm -hmm. Health clubs everywhere, trainers, um, you know, things like that. Basically, the the modern fitness uh, industry started to take shape. And then, you know, as you roll through 80s and 90s, the jobs get more and more sedentary. The personal computer, you're sitting, you can do any job pretty much from a seated position except ours. I guess you could do ours, but... I mean, um, I
1: did it all last summer. I'm
0: doing it right now. (laughs) Um, So, you know, weightlifting, I guess that's another point through the 80s and 90s is where weightlifting started to become Mm -hmm. uh, more popular as well. So jogging aerobics and weightlifting kind of were the banner types of exercises through that period. And that's largely, you know, kind of been, you know, where we are now I mean, weight, you know, running weightlifting weights and some type of aerobic or mobility training is kind of where... We exist now. Um, and it's interesting because, so even as we've kind of fine-tuned um, exercise over the years, I know it was like a kind of a long history lesson on like where exercise was, but it, it's not been enough to offset obesity rates as they increased. So I went and looked through like the decades and how obesity rates rose. So from the 60s to today, so it goes up 10-year increments, it went from 13%, 15%, 23 30 Thirty-three, forty, forty-two percent in the twenty-twenties. Wow. So like this continues to rise. Mm-hmm. You know what? Call it five to six percent every decade, um, and uh, with no signs of slowing down. I think we're mm-hmm. we're, we're storming right towards fifty percent obesity rate, and that's just United States. Uh, we're kind of uniquely um, overboard with our obesity, but that's
1: well, becoming less. I guess, regulated, like, you know, in yep. schools that would, and yep. when you had mentioned they were really kind of trying to get ready for a potential other world war, it was right. really, it was a necessity, it was a necessity, and at this point now, it's this is completely voluntary, it's up right. to, up to you to go right. in, and I mean, but the number of fitness facilities is higher than ever.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah access to this information is better than ever with the internet access to equipment is better than ever not that you need any equipment to get in shape Mm -hmm. necessarily um but interesting shift if you're so if you're thinking like okay it gets better with time i don't know if i want to say sadly but i guess contrary to where you would think it would go there's actually now kind of a shift towards uh don't worry about if you're not in shape it's like almost all the focus is uh well as long as your mental health is good you're good Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, obviously mental health, nobody's gonna, you know, disagree with that that's important, but Mm -hmm. as if these don't feed into one another is, is naive to think. So, you know, the whole, like, if you're overweight, just accept it as long as you're, you know, you're happy with it. Like, that's a good message. I, you know, I don't fault that message, but you know, from a health standpoint, I don't think anybody's going to argue that, you know, if you could choose, you know, A or B, you got two buttons to push. One is lean and one is obese. I don't think anybody's pressing obese just because they're like, I like it. Yeah. I, I would doubt it. No. You know, Again, yeah. that's everybody else's own journey. But, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's important. Like, you should feel pride in taking care of yourself physically just as you do mentally. Like, that should be a point of emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, last stat I'll give you is uh, I'll have you guess, actually. U.S. Uh-oh. obesity stats. I'm terrible stats.
1: at, you guys know I'm bad at trivia. <laughs> U.S.
0: obesity stats. Highest obesity in the United States what state mm. we're not living there right now
1: mm-hmm. Alabama
0: West Virginia dang country though country yeah lowest it's kind of a trick question but mm.
1: it's
0: riveting podcasting I know Washington D.C. really yeah. yeah
1: that's yep. really kind of surprising to me yeah. I mean, I would like California, Texas, California. Yeah. Arizona.
0: Places where you can be active all year. All round. All year round. Yeah, that's no why I
1: was—I was, I was gonna—I couldn't decide between California and Arizona. They were
0: both wrong. Don't worry. Oh, good. Um, okay. But yeah, so again, I guess to recap, okay. you're, what you're looking at, like exercise, formally has been in the form it is now only for about 50 years, mm-hmm. um, and you know, before it was more you know necessity, like training for military service, training for. Your ability to hunt and fish and, and do all the things to survive. Um, but, you know, not that obesity was part of the question, but clearly it's something we're doing um, is uh, on the increase uh, of obesity. Is the exercise portion isn't enough? It's likely, you know, lifestyle, you know, our jobs aren't active. Like, you don't very often see somebody that's like working 12 hours in construction who's overweight. Like, yeah. those are people usually in pretty decent shape. Exactly. Not across the board, but, you know. So, yeah, I mean, the physical. Pop, like the physical fitness continues to kind of deteriorate sadly in our country but you know not due to the ability like the resources so Mm -hmm. it's likely the life lifestyle things but uh fitness people have been exercising this way for about 50 years Hmm. and that's what we took away from this
1: we're young we're a young uh industry we
0: haven't figured it out yet fully no clearly Mm
1: -mm.
0: 70 years i guess it was in the 50s so 70 years oh yeah
1: I always think 2000 still. I know. Twenty years, twenty three years years off, Adam. Close. (laughs) Um, Okay, so mine does actually play a little bit into what we talked about. How you know, feeling healthy and feeling good, and it plays a role in it. But my question was um, the benefits of natural sun Hmm. and being outside. Obviously, we've talked about it before, and maybe we'll do a a podcast just talking about vitamin D, which could be fun. Mm. Um, But in addition to just getting your vitamin D directly from the sun, um, which prevents bone loss, reduces risk of heart disease, and things like that, um, you'll increase your vitamin D, but also a lot of other things. Um, One of them is warding off seasonal depression. Um, So... The ability I mean for us here in Indiana, we get the sun in the summer, which is nice, but um, when we get outside in the winter, even if it's cloudy, um, as long as you're outside going for like a, a short walk or whatever that might be, that is going to be able to help boost your um, boost your mood and kind of help with those. Um, like winter blues, if you will. Um, it's not gonna fix it all completely, but it does. It does improve that. Um, It also helps improve sleep and puts you into your uh, circadian rhythm a little bit more. Yes, a little bit more regular. Because if you wake up and the first thing you do is go out into the sunlight, rather than the first thing you do. is turn on your, your blue light computers or a fluorescent type of light. If you wake up, go right outside. um And then same thing before bed, you turn off those um blue lights and things like that and, and really go off of the natural light outside. You're going to be in that rhythm just a little bit more regularly and help you get better qualities of sleep. And then, I mean, just in addition to better mood, calmer mind, more energy, Lowering blood pressure actually Mm. Um, It's just going to really help just with kind of that ease of mind kind of category if you will so we we do take a lot of that for granted as far as like just a a peaceful day or a more relaxing type of mood but sunlight does offer that and if you're usually out in the Sun you are doing something active whether Mm. it's gardening or walking or exercising or playing at the park or you know something like that You are able to just kind of get moving a little bit more as well, which obviously we all know the benefits of Um, but then on top of Getting the sunlight it is important to do it regularly You know just one day you'll feel nice, but to do it more regularly and it's recommended to get um, like to get direct sunlight two to three days per week for 30 minutes so like that's if it's the sunnier days and you're able to get out for 30 minutes that's awesome but a minimum of 10 minutes per day um just being outside if it's a cloudy day just getting outside still that sun does work through the clouds and then i had a follow-up question with this well what about sunscreen obviously sunscreen is important and there's cancers and etc. cetera involved with that. But when we're saying di- like direct sunlight getting 10 minutes of sunlight and not talking about going in a tanning bed, um, but just getting outside, getting the sun on your face without a sunscreen, it's not going to be cancer causing, but just a little bit more on the benefits of everything I had mentioned previously as far as immunity, vitamin D, sleep, mood, um, and beating feelings of depression and anxiety etc
0: yeah Yeah, I mean I think one of the first things that popped into my head when you said it was definitely mood mood I think vitamin d and mood are closely linked I don't know if that we have fully flushed that out in science why or how Mm -hmm. what the mechanism is but I mean I can tell you just I dare you to go take a walk in the sunshine for a half hour and feel bad. Like it's it's difficult to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, To your other point with rhythm, I think circadian rhythm, the rhythm part is the point is your body starts to know when it's going to be expected to do certain things. And if you go outside and get sunlight early in the day when the sun comes up, your body knows what time it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it knows it's daytime. It knows it needs to be alert and awake and ready to do things that you do during the day. But that also works when you're at night and you're in front of a screen. I you know, it's all things you said, but, like, you're getting that light now. You're wondering why you're not tired and you can't go to bed. It's because, yeah. again, your body is saying, oh, it's light out. I need to be ready and awake and alert and ready to do the things that we do during the day. Mm-hmm. So you basically tricked your body. Yeah. And it's not even just your eyes. It's the lights in your house all over your body, your skin. They all have photoreceptors. So that all your whole body is aware of the light, even if you're wearing, you know, the blue blocking glass. Like, yeah. everything... You have photoreceptors on the surface of your skin, so you know uh, that's how you create melanin. That's why you go in the tanning bed and you create, mm-hmm. you know, melanin. So well, and, and that's,
1: that's the, a difference between, um, you know, we hear the fluorescent lights, the LED lights, and, and kind of what they're giving off versus a natural light. Like right. there, There is a difference. Right. Um, so when we say natural light, we're talking from the sun. And you right. can increase it. I actually read, which I thought was really interesting, instead of having the lights on in your house you can create more natural sun by having mirrors up in your house because the natural sun from the windows will bounce off the mirrors. Um and That's I was cool. like, Yeah, I, I mean I didn't even think about that, but when I was looking up a little bit more research for this topic, that was one of the things and having drapes that allow light in rather than the um blackout drapes now blackout drapes are obviously important for when you're sleeping but your to have them open like to have drapes open during the day or ones that are a little bit more sheer to be able to allow that light into your house because yeah. then as the lights or as the sun goes down the mood in your house is going to change to help you exactly what right. you were saying to to help your body start to realize it's time to now relax and get ready for bed so you don't have that um, that on feeling while you're trying to go to sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, choose your, to your point, choose the mood of each room according to what you want that room to be. Like, our, our room at home, our bedroom, is like a cave. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing, like, there's no TV, you know, because you're not doing anything in there that, don't get weird, but you're not doing anything in there, like, during the day that's like... Re- energetically required so like yeah keep it dark and cool because we sleep in there mm-hmm. but the the living room is as many as much light as we can get in yeah we want that you know yeah, Except, exactly. and you close it down whatever but yeah um one more point on you said this is kind of a topic for me and again i'm not a doctor or anything so you know talk to your doctor blah blah blah, blah. i really do have i don't know if it's an aversion whatever it is to sunscreen like i don't like using sunscreen yeah. and i'm pretty and my my rationale is this and again this could be ridiculous but this is just how I feel I've never really I don't know if I've ever articulated but we've we've always had the sun we've always had skin we've always been outdoors but we never had sunscreen before so what how how are we developing these issues uh, like skin cancer melanoma issues so much more severely now and my and again I'm not saying this is the cause but I would just be skeptical of rubbing you know how much does how much does sunscreen cost? Five bucks. Mm-hmm. What do you think the quality of the ingredients in a paste that you rub all over your screen that costs five dollars is? And is there any possibility that just maybe there might be something carcinogenic in there? Well,
1: and that's if you do research on sunscreen now. Yep. Um, and good research.
0: Yep. It's there's cu- there's places it's, to use it too. Yes. If, if you're yeah. gonna be being. Like, friggin' Australia, <laughs> right under where the ozone is wasted away. Like, put sunscreen on, yep. no doubt.
1: The but yes, you you can find the facts on the, the amount of chemicals in yep. sunscreen. I mean, just not even just sunscreen alone. But if we're gonna hop on this lotions. train, all lotions, yep. candles, fragrances, like just all of this stuff is filled right. with. Your way skin too is much. a sink. Yes. that's all going in.
0: Yep, it's not sitting on the surface. Mm-hmm. It's it is in your body. Exactly. You guys, if you put it on your skin. You should be comfortable putting it in your mouth. Yes. Like you, like you should become if you put your lotion on your on your arm, you should be comfortable putting that mm-hmm. lotion through a straw.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's a that's a whole other. T- I mean, yeah. I don't disagree with you. I but yeah, but, I use coconut oil as yeah. lotion now anymore. So it's you do want to do research when it comes to a a lotion or a yeah. sunscreen Spins and your
0: biggest organ. Exactly. Take yes. care of it. It will yeah. be problematic. You only get one shot at it. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to look like a prune as much when you're older. It will, but limit it yeah. as much as you can. Yeah. So, Sunlight's huge. I mean, sunlight as far as like your overall health. I mean, that's a pill. That's a strong pillar. Sleep, yeah. sleep, stress.
1: I mean, and, and all that stuff. <laughs> being in a, a state that has a winter I mean, we should know that firsthand, yeah. but that yeah. doesn't mean stay inside still get outside when it's cloudy and gray
0: yeah because you still get the sun even though you don't feel it you get the rays make it through the sun it's just not that warm feeling you get Mm -hmm. it's the temperature that you enjoy but that's not the real benefit
1: exactly cool